Hello and welcome to the Sam Knows Podcast. I'm Barry Collins. Microsoft, Sony, Google, the list of companies who have launched their own cloud gaming service include some of the world's biggest technology firms. Add to that list NVIDIA, the company best known for making graphics chips for PCs and consoles, which too is offering gamers the chance to stream AAA titles over the internet at performance levels that far outstrip even Microsoft's most powerful games console, according to NVIDIA. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking to Andrew Fear, the Senior Product Manager for NVIDIA's cloud gaming service, GeForce Now, who gives us a fascinating insider's account of how NVIDIA manages to achieve such high levels of performance and where cloud gaming is heading next. Then, in part two of this month's podcast, I'll be talking to Sam Knows Jamie Mason about the challenges of cloud gaming for internet providers and how the industry will deal with the surging bandwidth it might create. First, however, I started by asking NVIDIA's Andrew Fear what technical measures NVIDIA implements to reduce latency and packet loss when games are being streamed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So first thing, uh uh, I will say this culturally within NVIDIA, um, our CEO, since I've been here 20 years and what he's, he's instituted a really great philosophy in, at NVIDIA, which is overall across all of our business units, you can't get better unless you measure it. That's the only way you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. And so everything, I, I mean, I've been involved in 3D graphics, drivers, you know, SLI, all sorts of things. And whenever we would sit down and say, let's improve it, it was always about measurement. So measurement was sort of key from day one is when we got into cloud gaming, it was about how do we make it better? How do we measure it? How do we figure out what we need to improve? And uh, what we do um, is we focus probably on about three areas to improve and reduce latency. And to be honest with you, you mentioned it, which is a great it's a great part of it is it's not just about latency. It's also about packet loss because that packet loss is what leads to frames repeating, stuttering on screen. And although, you know, maybe you're watching a Netflix movie, you don't mind if, if a frame skips here or there. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're playing a game, that frame skip can mean the difference between seeing the character that you're trying to, you know, fight against or battle against and then them not being there. So it's yeah. really important. So the three areas that make up sort of our technology for how we, we measure latency and how, and how we help reduce it, um, we start with our GPUs. So this is our third generation of cloud GPUs we're working on today. Um, late last year, we announced our GeForce Now SuperPod, which uses uh, our Ampere architecture, which is a mm-hmm. uh, third generation GPUs for the cloud. Um, it's incredible performance in terms of all the previous generations. And with every GPU we've built for the cloud, we focused on how do we improve the quality of the encoding how do we improve the, the speed at which we can encode? Um, and how can we encode even faster and more things? And so that was, it's really, it's really key to a lot of our strategies, just really finding ways to improve it in the GPU, hardware accelerated. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part of this is um, our worldwide data centers and our infrastructure. Um, so we've, we've grown GeForce now to, to have over 30 data centers, and we put them strategically in locations that are close to major metropolitans, but also working with those, uh, our, our data center partners as well as uh, infrastructure uh, peering networks to make sure that we have really great quality latency, or excuse me, low latency uh, to users in those major metropolitans. So our goal is that if you're close to a major metropolitan, we'd like you to be about 20 milliseconds of le- or less of network latency. Okay. Um, so we, wor- we work a lot on that. Um, and like I said, is we've also partnered with uh, our GeForce Now Alliance partners who operate GeForce Now data centers kind of on the edge of networks. And we mm-hmm. do, we 
we partner with them because many of them operate inside countries where they, they've actually set up the infrastructure themselves. So companies like LG uh, U+, who actually has an internet service uh, inside Korea, um, SoftBank, KDEI, these are all people that have built their own networks. And so putting GeForce Now servers right inside their data centers has helped reduce latency. Uh, and the third part is really is really on the software infrastructure and, and all the work we do there. Now, it's Jensen, our CEO, said this before, is the heart of NVIDIA is we really are a software company, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it. Um, we we hire software engineers to, to build programmable GPUs, right? It's all programmable. It's, it's software. And software is where we've been able to innovate and really help reduce latency. And so... Um, Having that really fast GPU now, the the uh, the super the super pod with the uh, Ampere architecture, had has allowed us to become the first cloud gaming provider to actually stream at 120 frames per second. And what that does is, just by the nature that you're rendering faster and you're encoding faster at 120 frames per second and streaming it out, you can reduce latency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and combining that with a super fast monitor that 120 or 144 hertz, your latency for top games can be sub 50 milliseconds total latency. Now that rivals, you know, gaming PCs, consoles. It's in fact faster than some consoles and televisions. And um, we've also do a lot of other things in our software to help reduce packet loss and latency. Uh, we we introduce a technology uh, with that new SuperPod. We call Adaptive VSync, and what it does, it it helps to reduce latency as well as reduce stutter by adjusting the rendering of the frames that are in our GPUs in our data centers to match the frequency of the refresh rate of your of your apps and your devices. It's really important at NVIDIA that we, uh, as we build new things into our technology that we measure and we uh, we see as it working and then continue to innovate and measure it again to make sure that we're actually helping improve the experience for users. You mentioned it a minute ago, but uh, with the adaptive latency, I mean, you must be dealing with a lot of different client hardware from you know phones to laptops. Uh, it, it must be difficult to, to support all of those different screen technologies for starters. Well, it, it is definitely a hard problem to solve. And, you know, I think at NVIDIA, we, we focus on challenging the world's most difficult problems. It's something that we, we strive for. We, you know, we, uh, we get excited about it because these are kind of all the barriers that people would always put up um, for other types of products or services and say, well, cloud gaming just simply isn't possible. It's, it's not possible. You can't do it. And when, when you talk to us, we just look at that as that sounds like a challenge. Let's go solve it. And uh, you're absolutely right. It is hard. Um, but we hire some of the best engineers in the world to solve this problem. Many of them have actually been working on video decoding and coding technology for 15 plus years at NVIDIA itself, long before we even had a cloud gaming service. Um, so these are people that have tremendous amount of experience working across NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, uh, SOCs, you know, phone chips, all these things. And they have a lot of experience um, in understanding how those hardware, how all those individual hardware work and making sure that we can uh, play great on those devices. You mentioned it a minute ago, but you, you're talking about your new gaming pods and support for the RTX uh, 3080. Huh? How, how much of a difference is that going to make over the previous generation of hardware you use? <laughs> it's it's a huge leap uh, in terms of performance. Um, you know, when you kind of think about what we were doing when we were designing the GeForce Now, what we, we call the GeForce Now SuperPod. And mm-hmm. the idea behind it was that we were really happy with our performance and we, we loved it, but we said, how do we make it better? And, you know, when you sit down as a marketing person and go to the, the, the architects and say, let's, how do we make our service better? And, and the classic example is, well, let's just double everything. And, you know, we're pretty simple in marketing. We said, that sounds great. Let's double everything. And so, uh, you know, they built this really 
it, again, it's it's a supercomputer in the cloud essentially, but we're using it for gaming. And um, it's got 40 teraflops. It's got you know almost 12,000 CUDA cores, almost 9,000 CPU cores, and the performance over um, our previous generation is. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's three x the performance of an Xbox Series X in terms of performance. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, everything uh, is is new and faster. Um, you know, it's got like I said, thirty five teraflops in a GPU. Even the hard drives in there. We made sure that we we selected uh, PCI Gen four SSD hard drives because it sounds strange, but you know, in a cloud gaming environment, you're loading and reloading disk images of games, and you want to do that super fast. And so all that adds up to how do you make it better and faster, and Kind of the way the way we measured is how good is this performance of the RTX 3080 membership. Um, we look at it as the opportunities of how do we make people's gaming experiences better um, versus their native hardware. So one of the things we know is that about 80% of people that are playing on GeForce now are either playing on underpowered or underserved devices. What I mean mm-hmm. by that is that they've got a you know, they've got a, a you know, a notebook with a not a very powerful GPU or CPU, or they're playing on a MacBook, which doesn't have a lot of games, or playing on a, on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. And so we look at what an RTX 3080 membership can do for those people. You know, the average, uh, we, the way we look at it is the average Steam laptop. So if you go look at Steam, they have a hardware survey, and you, you get a sense of what is the average user playing on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you were, if you play on GeForce Now a game, versus that average Steam laptop, we're 70 times the graphics and CPU performance. Mm-hmm. If you compare it against the Apple M1 uh, MacBook Air, which is a you know pretty new device, we're 13 times the performance. And even if you compare it against the average Steam gaming desktop PC, which is based upon a GTX 1060, we're seven times the graphics performance. So it's mm-hmm. it really is you know people say like can you actually play your games uh, now in the cloud? Yes, you can. It's it's going to deliver an amazing upgrade over anything that's out there today for most users. The hardware you're using is superior to most people's PCs, but when you're playing in the cloud, you still get that slight sense that you're in the cloud. There's that tiny little bit of lag. How long do you think it's going to be before you can get to it where it actually mirrors the performance of having that game installed locally? Well, for a lot of people, it's already there today. Um, mm-hmm. as, I, as I mentioned, um, with the RTX 3080 membership we launched and with a lot of the technology that we added into that GeForce Now SuperPod, um, when you stream on a good network, and I, I'll, I'll give you some data here. So uh, when you, if you are about 15 milliseconds uh, latency from a GeForce Now data center and you have a, you know, you have a good quality network, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. um, your latency for playing some popular games can be better than like I said, native devices. So here's some stats for you. So Destiny 2, really popular game, right? Mm-hmm. If you play it on an ultra HD, like one of those ultra HD laptops today, your frame rate is like sub 30 milliseconds. It's not mm-hmm. very good. And your total latency when you play it on screen is more than 200 milliseconds, which is probably unplayable for most people. But some yeah. people still play like that. Um, if you play Destiny 2 on an Xbox Xbox Series X on a, on a standard television today, your total latency for Destiny 2 is about 93 milliseconds. If you compare that to a GeForce uh, GeForce Now RTX 3080 membership, streaming at 120 frames per second, your Destiny 2 latency, total latency, not network, is 56 milliseconds. So literally, we're we're, we're streaming, when we stream it over the cloud, we can allow you to play faster than even on an Xbox or your, your normal graphics system right there. So for, like I said, for a lot of people that are playing right now, um, it's as good or better than what they're playing on right now. 
And in ter- you, you mentioned previously about getting the, the data centers closer to the end user. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't, well, maybe you can, but I, I don't think you can do stuff like where Netflix uses CDNs to have the content literally closer to people. Uh, is there anything you can do uh, like CDNs that's going to improve the performance of GeForce Now? Yeah, we're we're kind of a different animal than uh, Netflix, uh, as you mentioned, um, and, and I talked about earlier. Is they're about streaming video, which is they can buffer it. Uh, you know, if you drop a couple yeah. frames, um, you lose things like that. It's really not that big a deal because, honestly, it's a passive experience. And if you lose a couple frames, you're probably not even going to notice it because you're you know grabbing the chips or the having a drink or something. Uh, GeForce Now is uh, in cloud gaming. You need to be um, low latency, zero frame drops. And so for us, like I said, a lot of it is what we do is we work with these uh, our data centers to put them in strategic locations where they have ultra fast connections into the backbone of the internet. And then we also work with um, we do work with uh, um, uh, internet traffic companies uh, to try to optimize. Um, our, our transit over the network. And that's an important part of it. And then, and then even also kind of one of the most overlooked part of cloud gaming I, for a lot of people is their network inside their home. Um, it's, a, it's a strange thing to look at that people that are, um, people are still operating on old Wi-Fi routers that maybe came from their internet service provider they've had for 10 years. Yeah. And we see almost a quarter of the users on GeForce now still play on old 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi routers, which are pretty bad um, overall. And yeah. so we always encourage people, you know, they, a lot of people get, are very surprised to, to see if they just simply upgrade their own Wi-Fi router in their house, all of a sudden it goes from being pretty good networking for a lot of things to, oh my, oh my gosh, it's amazing, especially with Wi-Fi 6. And I, think, and I always tell people, the uh, upgrading your router inside your house is probably the best investment you're going to make for everyone because your phone will connect faster, your you know your laptop, your Netflix, whatever. All your kids are on devices. You know your spouses, anyone. They're going to get a better overall experience, and it will also help uh, cloud gaming. You mentioned it there, but uh, the, the sort of pressure in peak time on networks with people streaming Netflix and now doing cloud gaming. How do you deal with that, especially on you know in parts of the world where Broadband connections aren't always on fiber connections, and you know ADSL is is fairly limited. Yeah, so what we we actually work we've worked with the router manufacturers and continue to work with them today. That um, some of the newer routers, what they have is the ability to do um, quality of service uh, optimization of IP as the traffic comes into your house. So you can definitely in your own home um, for a lot of you know routers purchased in the past two or three years, you can actually set your own priority for the type of content you want. So you can you can even set profiles and say. I want GeForce now to have the priority for traffic. Um, for other ones, as you mentioned, uh, you know, as as we see in some of these emerging markets, is certainly Netflix is a is a big uh, traffic on the internet. And like I said, as we always work with um, our streaming providers and our, uh, our our network operators to make sure that they know that we've got um, uh, priority traffic coming through if we can. Um, and we're also looking at next generation technology, even for 5G, and figuring out how that we can optimize traffic um, with a low there's some there's some packet tags you can set to make sure it sets out priority over anything else over the network, and I think 5G is a very interesting technology for um, internet deployment for some of these regions because, as you mentioned, ADSL, ADSL is very it's an old technology, all this old copper wire. It's not really innovative, mm-hmm. but you can put a 5G uh, internet device in a lot of people's home with a Wi-Fi connected to it, and all of a sudden now you've got you know 500 megabits downstream all delivered wirelessly. How do the broadband providers react to uh, services like yours, where it, you know it's going to increase the amount of bandwidth over their networks quite substantially, is that is that a difficulty for you? 
You know, actually, I, I think it's the opposite. Um, if you think about uh, internet providers today, is they're always looking to upgrade, sell you the next generation service, the next generation package, and um, they've been looking for ways um, to to explain to people like why do you need a faster internet connection? I think for us, cloud gaming is a great way to, to show it. And if you look at a lot of our partnerships uh, within cloud gaming, you can see it is internet service providers and these broadband uh, uh, providers. Like I said, LGU Plus, they operate an internet service in, in Korea and they wanted a way to showcase um, why they built this super fast network and cloud gaming is a perfect market for that, both for broadband at home as well as 5G. Um, earlier this month at CES, we also announced a partnership with AT&T for 5G. You can get mm -hmm. a, you know, you buy a phone and you get you can get a bundle uh, service of GeForce Now. So a lot of these providers actually see us more as an opportunity to say is here's a reason why we built this amazing network and let's help you take advantage of this network with some amazing new technology like GeForce Now. The games themselves, are they the same code that they use for the PCs and consoles, or are you adapting the game code as well for the stream? One of the principles when we relaunched GeForce Now about three years ago was that we wanted to make sure that we helped users uh, get what they wanted, which, which was to play games from the most popular digital stores, but also work with publishers to ensure we're not changing their economics. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not really interested in building a new store, a new like a new platform, a new something that requires publishers to change all their game code and requires users to decide, um, you know, do I want to do I want to subscribe to this brand new store, this new platform? You know, do I have any multiplayer friends? So we said, what do, what do PC gamers want? Well, they want to connect to Steam, they want to connect to Ubisoft, they want to connect to Epic, they want to connect to Riot. So we just onboarded. We call it onboarding, which is bringing games to the service. We brought these uh, standard PC versions of games to GeForce Now and let users, let users play them. And I would say about 99% of all the games on GeForce Now, there's literally no work done by the developer. Mm -hmm. We take the standard PC version that you find on the digital store. We package it up for GeForce Now. We make it so it launches quickly. Uh, we, we put some containers around it for the cloud save files to make sure they work. And then we make it available for users. What we're seeing now is there's there's... There's been a lot of interest in game publishers now going forward. It, once they see us as a really great platform, and we're bringing them, you know, thousands of users and millions of users in some cases, mm -hmm. that they want to optimize on top of that now, which is great. So what some publishers are doing um, is adding special special features or optimizations just for GeForce Now. Uh, we partnered with uh, Epic Games and, and Ubisoft as well to do account linking. So you can link your, your Epic Games Store account or your, your Ubisoft Store account. You can now link it. And so you can you don't need to log in now when you play um, one of their games in our stores. It just works. So like mm -hmm. Epic Games Store, you just once you link it, you click Fortnite. What, any device with GeForce Now, you're automatically logged in. You're good to go. Um, we're also seeing optimizations like we announced with Fortnite. We're testing a, a limited beta of touch support. So we're actually streaming Fortnite with touch, touch now um, over... Uh, over the internet to iOS on Safari um, or Android devices. So we're seeing, like this, like I said, there's a kind of a trend going where we went from being, we're just taking standard games, publishers do nothing, we bring them brand new users, where now publishers are saying, or developers are saying, wow, this is really interesting. You offer some really cool technology. Let's, let's try to figure out how we can optimize even further on top of it. Just finally, do you think the types of games are going to change as the cloud gaming market matures and developers see the potential of using all this great hardware that you've got to maybe create different types of different types of games yeah i mean i i think absolutely will change um you know we're you know we're a we're a technology company and we want to enable opportunities for really creative people 
like game developers or you know app developers to find to find new markets, new opportunities, and new ways to innovate on top of it. Um, and there's there's oftentimes you find these games where uh, you know it's a game that no one even thought would be <laughs> super popular, or you know if you wrote it down on paper, you would think why is it super popular, and, and it is. Uh, you know, a game like Among Us. I mean, that's that's become super popular amongst my kids. They play it all the time. They talk about it. There's there's memes they talk about, and uh, so. Cloud gaming for us is like a technology to open up new markets. And so, mm-hmm. if you, as I talked about, 80% of people playing on GeForce now are either on an underpowered or an underserved device that doesn't have access to gaming. And now you're seeing these publishers getting these opportunities to say, you know, I w- I'm building this AAA game or this amazing, you know, graphics with ray tracing and all this and all this technology in this game. I couldn't reach these customers anymore. Now I can. Now mm-hmm. and now they can start thinking about well how do I how do I innovate on top of it, um, and you've and you've got you know new devices coming out so now people are are getting AAA quality graphics streamed to their phone, you know what what as a developer could you innovate on top of that? Um, Fortnite Touch is a great example. Like I said, is now they're streaming a PC version of a game uh, with touch um, to mobile devices. I can see more developers getting interested in doing that. Uh, because mm-hmm. it it gives them opportunities to open up the mobile market, and uh, you know a lot of people think mobile games are best served as standard downloads. Well, you know, mobile games are getting pretty big now. Some of these games yeah. are 10 gigabytes, you know, 12 gigabytes in size, and that's a pretty big. Every time you got to update the game from a store, that's a big update every time. Uh, cloud gaming, you don't need to do that. You, you just stream it, and you, you never need to update it on your local device. That's it for the first part of this month's podcast. Make sure to listen to part two, in which I talk to Sam Lowe's Jamie Mason about the challenges cloud gaming will create for the broadband providers, as well as reading the full feature on samnose.com. Goodbye for now.